0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will at Schedule Fly, and delighted today to be talking to my buddy Drew Honest from Sweet Cow Ice Cream out in Boulder, Colorado. And this is this is an interesting conversation because Drew and I, I actually got to meet Drew, uh, and gosh, it seems like an eternity ago. It was like six <laughs> six weeks ago or something. I don't know, not that long ago, really. But uh, I was in Boulder, and we got to hang out in one of his shops right there in Boulder, we did a really awesome podcast episode, which Drew, I never even, I'm sure you probably know this, I never even posted it because I got back and uh, we were in the process of trying to sell our house and that was, you know, we were trying to get everything ready and blah, blah. And this stuff wasn't really a, you know, it was on the horizon, but nothing like now. And then, uh, boy, this hit so fast. I was like, you know what? I don't think that conversation is as, (laughs) it's just not as, uh, is not what people are wanting to listen to right now. And it's not as relevant. And we got a whole, you know, so now we're, uh, I think we're going to have a a conversation that's very different um, in some ways, although I'm excited to hear that y'all are still open. uh, But but certainly, you know, something that's more (sighs) timely for everybody, which is, you know, what do we do about this? What are we doing with this PPP stuff? What are we doing with our employees? What's our plan going forward? How do we try to plan around, you know, all these unknowns and all that kind of stuff. So, dude, I, I appreciate you uh, taking time with me again, my friend, and it's always great to talk to you, but thank you very much.
1: Absolutely. It's really good to hear from you, too, Well I'm glad to hear that you are safe and your family's safe, and that's the most important thing.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Um, okay, okay, so y'all are, your locations are open. So we, before we start recording, you, you mentioned that you, you only closed for... Two days to kind of revamp the business days. plan, and then uh, so take us from there. What what's been happening?
1: Um, we basically tried different iterations of how to maintain our business, and every couple of days, our city, local level, our state, and obviously the government, federal government, eventually just kept changing the parameters of what sh- what we could do and what we should be doing. Yeah. So once we reached that moment of Customers were no longer allowed inside our front door and in our room. We closed down for two days to revamp our business model to understand how to service our community um, and also create a safe environment every single moment for our employees. So we took those two days, we revamped the plan and then we opened up our doors and we've been open all six locations in Colorado uh, ever since that day.
0: What are the, because it seems to vary, you know, state by state, city by city. So what are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? If you're open, are people coming in or?
1: Sure. So Colorado, um, what we decided, most of Colorado is truly encouraging curbside pickup. So you typically will either order on a website, order online. Uh, You could call some places um, and you place your order, you give your credit card over the phone. Most, most businesses that I'm aware of are not handling credit cards physically and are not physically handling cash. So you're trying to eliminate any contact with a guest. Um, in our, our situation, our setup, we have a table blocking the front door. So you, our door is open, but inside that door, front door is a table. And that is where we put our orders to go bag order down. So, for our guests at Sweet Cal, you order every, you go to our website. You have to, everything goes to our website. And um, you can place an order for pickup where you, the customer, come out to our store, you drive over and you pick it up, or you can do it through a third party like uh, those Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDashes of the world. The downside for any business like mine or any restaurant is when you're using third party deliveries, they take up to 30 to 28% of your bill. So you're stoked to have the sale, but you're disappointed to lose 30% of that. And for some businesses, that's a crusher. Um, luckily for us, sweet cow, I would say right now, we're still more on that 65-35, where 65% of our orders are being picked up by our customers. So we net 100% of that sale. And then the 30 to 35% is through a third-party delivery. Now, we have locations in Boulder area and Denver area. The Denver area, and I'm sure this is true with Colorado restaurants, uh, have a higher percentage of third-party deliver services. So our numbers are skewed in our Denver shops because more people are using third-party. It's just city life. It's just the convenience of it. It's what people do. It's what they do on the normal. Uh, And and in Boulder area, most of our people are picking it up. Um, And this is new to us, Will. Mm -hmm. We had not ever had a delivery system in place in our sweet cow where most restaurants already offered that to a degree. So we took not only those two days off, but we had to immediately get connected with the Grubhubs, DoorDashs, and Uber, Eats of the world, set up the systems, set up the tablets, retrain our staff, um, and we did it pretty darn fast. And I'd say within 10 days, we had two out of the four delivery systems that we have now in our system set up. So we're very grateful that we have the opportunity to sell our product to the customers, uh, and we do it in a really safe environment where there's no contact with your customer. And then the last piece I'll add, will, that was very important to us was employee safety. Mm. We went from having four to six people in the room at any given time, so we're making ice cream, someone frosting cakes, somebody helping customers, someone cleaning. To now, we only allow, in most shops, two or max three people work at a time. So there's always this six to eight feet of separation in your work area. And during the busy hours in the evening typically for an ice cream shop, we have set positions where you don't leave your area. That way no one's crossing over and getting close to an employee. So we really dial in this process to fit the moment.
0: Wow, that's impressive, man! So one of the beauties of being a small business and being able to just be very nimble and agile and adjust and make changes on a dime and execute quickly, which y'all did. So I tip my hat, man! That's phenomenal. Thank you. C- raises a couple of things. Uh, I want to, I want to dive a little deeper on. First is, um, what. What if your overall? I mean, what about overall sales? Like, where are you as a percentage of where you would have been? You know, normal business. Um,
1: you know what? Every week it uh, it gets better. Um, okay, but we started out down sixty percent, and we're slowly working our way towards getting past down fifty percent. Um, it's it's going to be a slow climb.
0: Will really. yeah, it's going to be a slow climb. Okay, but that's better than a lot, though. So I mean, that that's for sure. Of course, gosh. Times like this, people, I mean, man, I'd love some of your ice cream. I'll tell you what, I've eaten a lot more ice cream lately, my friend. (laughs) I've eaten a lot more ice cream than I normally do. Um, No doubt about it.
1: Um, Yeah. And, William, I'll share this with you. We we as a company had a choice. We could, and some restaurants had the same choice. They closed down immediately, put everybody on unemployment, and hold on to what's in their bank account and hold on literally like hold on for dear life, Yep. hoping to make it through this, pay their bills that, they're, that they have due and, and have enough money in the bank account yep. and hope to come out on the other side. Or you open up and you also might not do well. You might lose money. Or you might do well and you might make money. For us, we knew going in this that the chances of us making money was slim and that we were going to bleed. We were going to lose money by staying open but we knew it would give our employees 100 percent of their pay it would give our customers in our neighborhoods that opportunity to smile when they eat ice cream uh, and when they always do when they eat sweet cow it's giving them a relief it's giving them that sense of i love going to sweet cow once or twice a week or two times a month and i can still do that so we made the conscious decision to say even though we knew we were going to lose money in this in this moment we were going to go that route. So we took a big leap.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that y'all are doing that. and I'm glad it's, you know, all things considered, working out pretty well and glad to hear that it's growing a little bit and it'll continue to. Um, do you, the Uber Eats and the the Grubhubs and delivery services, that that is a huge piece of the pie, that 28, 30%. Uh, and I get it. In Denver, you're right. That's where people. That's just, it's what they do on the you know on the normal. Have you? Did y'all think about having one or two of your locations outside of Denver, not not offer it to see if then more people might just go. You know what? I'll just go and get it. You know, it's if you didn't have it, would it entice more people to just come in? Or are they just you know using that as a as a something that maybe wouldn't make a difference? And how do you even measure that?
1: Well, I think the two things you have to look at is, do your neighbors already have it in their business model? Did your neighbors have that? Did the pizza place around the corner have, or the, mm. or the Subway place, or not the Subway brand, but the, 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 the sandwich shop, yeah. or did the, um, did the Italian restaurant, did they have that service available to the customers in their neighborhood? And the answer in most cases is yes, they did. So we... Our demographic of, of customer, we know this very well about ourselves. This is not true with restaurants, but with us it is. Our customers, 80% of our customers, 75 to 80% of our customers live within two miles of our ice cream shop. They okay. are the people that come in every week, every month, yep. you know, 12 times a year. Yeah. where. We know where they live. So we had the advantage that they would be okay getting in their car and coming over or riding their bike over when science and coming over, even though it's limited to how much exposure they have outside their house. Right. So we knew that other services were available, but we still knew that our, our platform would be driven to people coming to see us. But we knew if we wanted to gain sales that we couldn't get, at say seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, when someone's already home mm. all day long, they've been home. They might not want to get in their car wheel at seven or eight o'clock at yeah. night willingly. Okay. Now that they've been home all day, and then um, you know, then then and still get ice cream. So we would lose that sale.
0: Mm. Got it.
1: And we didn't want to. Um, we felt that that was the best way.
0: Gotcha. For us to go makes a ton of sense, man. You know your customers and, and very well, and. Um, their habits. What Did y'all run the numbers on just having employees deliver? I'm always curious about that stuff.
1: Repeat that question?
0: Did, you, did y'all Did you run the numbers on just have it like basically building your own delivery service, have one employee per location that could jump in the nah, car and drive it around?
1: I, unless you're one business, unless you're one location, well, you could maybe pull that off. There's insurance issues, trust yeah. issues. Yep. Um, there's trust issues. There's... Uh, yeah, reliability, reliability yeah. of the driver. Let's say the driver got sick one day and he was your only driver. Yeah. Like it, just, it doesn't platform well with six locations. It, we we knew that this was the road to go was to turn it over to these third parties. And, and granted, we will honestly most likely keep this third party delivery system available once we reopen. But the difference is for our ice cream shop is we can dictate which hours in the day, um, which hours of the day we can turn it on and turn it off? Oh, yeah, and 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 so we know after say five o'clock at night, we're not going to offer that to it as a service because are the people who are standing in line for 15 20 minutes deserve to get served first, so it'll be to our advantage when we're slower. And people want to come and pick up the ice, and so come pick up the ice cream. Great! It's a sale we wouldn't get. There's obviously a reason why they use those services. Mm-hmm. And again, for people in cities and, and and areas that are more dense, it's just the way of life. Will.
0: Yeah. How, how does the ice cream travel? Like, how long can you? How far can it go? How do you package it?
1: Well, we don't do any other different packaging, so it's up to the guests and the customer to realize that whoever the service they're using is going to deliver it in a timely fashion. My instinct tells me two things. If someone is getting an order from an ice cream shop, that driver is, is, is expected to go right to the house because they yeah. know the ice cream would be melted. Right. Um, I believe most of these drivers don't pick up multiple things. They do a pickup, they go to the house. They do a pickup, they go to the house. I don't think they make multiple pickups and then make multiple deliveries. I believe the system is set up that when that driver picks up your food, hot or cold, they are instructed to go right to the address.
0: I've never used one of these services. Do they have containers to put, you know, to keep things hot and or cold?
1: Um, some do, some don't. I, I think they, like they walk around in a bag, and I think the bag is insulated. But okay. I don't think that bag is insulated for cold or heat, one way or the other. It supposedly maybe keeps them both, but. There's no way ice cream if you put if you put single scoops of ice cream in a in a bag like we do and then they put it in the driver's bag, you better be at someone's house in twenty minutes or less.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. And
1: lucky again, we'll go back to who our customers are. They live within two miles of our shop. Yeah, exactly. Even if someone lived out, so let's say someone lived in a neighboring town that was nine minutes away, they're fine. It's not gonna melt.
0: Well, the good thing about that is your ice cream is is uh I mean, you use just, you know, quality ingredients. And I remember when I had those ice cream sandwiches, I remember Dave said, let it sit out for about five minutes and let the ice cream soften a little bit. And, you know, it was 10 minutes or whatever it was. And he was right. I mean, it's like, it's, it's probably perfect, right? When it gets there, it's like, now it's time to dig in. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, how is everybody doing? Just your your team, you, your your partners, your team, is everybody Upbeat? Does everybody feel optimistic about the future?
1: Um, I would say the leadership group is working tirelessly, and yeah. the answer is yes. We do feel upbeat. Um, we, it's a lot of work. We we see we see light at the end of the tunnel for what we're doing now. It's a matter of just hopefully getting into a flow in about two weeks mm. and letting the system run itself because we revamped our production. We revamped the how our, we slimmed down our menu we've done so many things hmm. so the leadership group feels very confident that we're almost over the hump and that hump has been going on for this work has been going on for almost four to five weeks now tirelessly. um we don't get a lot of rest we don't get a lot of days off we don't get a lot of sleep but we see the light our workers i think our workers went through some iterations of stress of just in general like oh my god there's this thing and I could get it and I, I'm afraid of it and then mm-hmm. then once you started to work in the environment and realized that you were able to um, put them in safety, you then knew that they, they were more comfortable and you could see it on their faces. And then I think in general, once everyone started wearing masks all the time and then once everyone really started staying at home when they weren't at work or at the grocery store or at the liquor store, you start to feel this, okay, if I just stay in my space, I know my space is safe, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. I think the overall mood right now this week is way better than it was last week. Yeah. And I think next week, it's going to be even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from you're a right.
1: attitude, from a breathing, from a relaxed standpoint. I think what you're doing with now, will as a whole, on the generalized. I just think people are getting cabin fever, man. I, I think at this point, if you're a parent and you got young kids, yeah, you're going a little stir crazy. I, I, have, a, I have a daughter; she's older now, but
0: dude, if I got three. On, <laughs> right? I mean, you're how, right.
1: How, You've got to keep playing with kids that are between the age of, you know, one and and eight. You almost have to be constantly playing with them or giving them something to do. And those activities are over in 35 minutes and you're on to the next one. It's exhausting. So and then the teenage kids, they're just bored sitting in the room at home with their door shut. You know, and they got their ear pods in. Like, that's that's what they do. So, Yeah. We're And we're lucky like you are. We live in a good weather place, so we can go outside. We can see the sunshine. I don't know if this thing had happened, Will, in, say, November, December, January, February. Mm. Man, would it have been tough because yeah. places would have been cold and not sunny. And it would have been mentally even more of a challenge. So let's just be grateful that, that at least the time of year it decided to happen to us in the world, that at least it was spring.
0: Totally agree, man. hundred um, percent. let's let's talk about what changes for y'all going forward.
1: We have learned so much about our business from the inside out that we are stoked yeah. to revamp our processes because we found efficiencies we didn't know we had in place. From saying mm. an example's this, Will, every shop was making their own ice cream cakes. Okay. And it and, and the process to which they did it was labor intensive. They'd waste product uh, cake. They would overcut cakes, undercut cakes. And, and now all of a sudden we have one of our shops doing the entire cake production for the entire company right now. Nice. And we've learned so much about that process in saving labor, food costs and mm. efficiency and delivering. And that's that will be in play the rest of our existence. Um, same thing can go with um the delivery we just added a line item to our p l that will be there forever yeah um I, I'm gonna go on the negative side for a second one of our one of uh, another ice cream company in in Colorado closed down for this period well I think we've gained some of their loyal customers business and possibly for life like yeah. that's a win so and I'm sorry you know it's a win off of a negative right. but it's a win yeah. Um and then last will this shows people's true colors truly deep deep down inside take away yes. the mental side of I'm, I'm I'm scared because I, I could get sick and, I, and something might happen to me. Take that out of the equation. I mean the mental side of working in a in a stress high stress environment. Whether you're working in the in the in the in the fine dining hour at 8:30 on a Friday night, or your food running a window at 7:30 on a Saturday night, and you're on a two hour wait. That for the restaurant industry tells you what you're made of, and I can tell you right now. Over the last four weeks, we are seeing what our managers and leaders are made of, and we hope that it shows them what they're made of too. It's it's a it's a real nice thing to see transparency and what these people can do and what they can't do. It works mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah. So I would say those are the elements of increasing an opportunity in our business for efficiency through production, increasing our sales um, and, and and line items, and then I would say again really understanding who our team is and, and knowing are these the people that we're going to keep marching forward with time after month after month
0: love it man love it i uh, love the way you look at things my friend always optimistic you, and, and yeah Thank for sure and you know uh, what is it necessity is the uh, mother of all invention i mean you, you had to figure those things out uh, you you're, you were forced to and the business will be better ultimately because of it um this unfortunate situation can either, you know, it's going to, I mean, to your point on a broader level, it's, it's going to break businesses or it's going to make them better. Um, and, and unfortunately some will break, some will close, uh, and some will come out of this better and stronger, um, than ever. So it's a, it's an unfortunate thing in that sense, but, um, all you can do is, you know, we can't do anything about it. We can't control it. So we're going to go each day and figure out the best thing we can do to make our business, not only survive, but thrive uh, as we come out of this. And that's what you all have done. And I love that, man, very much. Um, Love that about you. you. Love that. You've always had that mentality, my friend, as long as I've known you and spoken to you. So uh, I'm not surprised one single bit. Did you all uh, go through this PPP loan process?
1: We did. We did. Again, and it's about how prepared you were. how. How, what was your relationship with your account? What's your relationship with your bank? Yeah. How well organized were you before you got... Before How well organized were you on December 31st yeah. as opposed to March 31st? Right. Um, and all those things will just tell the story about that business. We fortunately are together, Will. Um, I'm, I'm happy and proud to say that. We were one of the, the first applicants to go in at the program on Friday morning when it opened. And we were one of the first... Um, companies to be told they were approved for the money 48 hours later and we were one of the first companies to receive the money uh, via our bank account last week so it was bang 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 for us but the work the paperwork the t- putting it together the coordinating with, with the with with your knowing your own information knowing your payrolls knowing your hour lease of your employees how many hours they work knowing the balance of high season low season um having all that in place it, it was a grueling 10 plus days for our team to put that together but man when the bell struck at friday morning we were there
0: love it man who's your bank
1: I, I I'll keep that out of this if that's okay that's okay um i'm okay, just wondering i, I'm, I will I, i'll say this unfortunately will there are some independent businesses i even know locally some dear friends that just didn't have the bandwidth to do this quick enough and they're still they still haven't even applied for it and yeah. at this point chances are they won't get it so you had to be on your game um yeah and now and here's the other side of it will now that you have this money you have to spend it in a very strategic way in order for it to be forgiven right so it's not just okay it wasn't until we just did all this work to get to it now we have a ton of work to figure out how to spend it and within the parameters of 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 the of the of the program it's 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 also very it's a lot of weight um
0: tell me about it tell me more about that how do you have to spend it what what's that tell me about that what 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 are the ways you have to spend it what do you have to watch out for 75%
1: of it can be spent on uh, payroll and 25% of it can be spent on rent. You can spend it all on payroll, but I I believe you're allowed to spend 25% of it on rent and then 75% on payroll. You have eight weeks to spend it, and it has to be done in a formula, and the formula is mostly about – When you submitted your application, you are submitting details to how many full-time employees you have, how many hours a week they average at work, how long they've averaged that over the course of X amount of time. And you have to fit in the data you submitted to fit into the data of how it's used back. And uh, if you spend what you spend in eight weeks, supposedly – is going to be forgiven it's not official but supposedly it's going to be forgiven so most businesses are going to spend that money in the first eight weeks in the parameters so they know that after those eight weeks are over anything they spend on payroll and rent then turns into an sba loan at 0.5 percent for two years now there is a possibility if things don't turn around in some aspects in the world, that that eight weeks could become 10 weeks or 12 weeks. Um, but eventually the, the period of time will end and whatever money you have left over that you haven't spent, you then can keep that money, but you have, it, it's a loan, an SBA loan.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: And some businesses might take that as the opportunity if they get this money. And, and 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 reopen their businesses but it's it's all it just depends on i guess will how much debt did you have before you went into this like we you know we we are a company that tries to run with very little debt yeah. chipotle is one of the best at it they they had like no debt will and and, and they're the system right now just at amp- yeah, chipotle they're running through this moment of just increasingly crazy amounts of delivery that they never had before
0: yeah um uh, they're local right aren't they aren't they out of denver
1: they were created in denver colorado but they are they are global
0: i mean yeah they're i mean wait, shoot yes, I, I love they Chipotle. Were created,
1: <laughs> this, this this yeah the the fellow who started it wanted it to open up like a burrito shop in denver and i forget what street it was on and and yeah he, like i drive by the original one every so often it's hilarious
0: yeah he was in his like 50s when he started that too wasn't he
1: yeah, he was. He was an older guy,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I always love that because, you know, it's never too late. Um, but okay. So, what happens if you're closed and you get that money? You, you I mean you have to reopen, don't you? I mean, like you, that's I it's an interesting again, well, the, dynamic, yeah, yeah, right? I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't really know what happens. My intu, my, my instinct would say this. <clears throat> if you got to for it will, you basically just got approved for an SBA loan at 0.5%. Yeah. Up to two million dollars. Again, you don't get most people aren't getting two million dollars. You have to have multiple locations. My intuition tells me if you had one location of a business and you went through this program, chances are you're going to get less than 60 to 70 thousand dollars. Truthfully, Like unless you're a restaurant doing two million dollars in one location, maybe Mm -hmm. you would get close to two hundred thousand dollars. You know it's up to two million dollars so someone who's got 15 locations can possibly get up to two million dollars but it's all a formula so if you're not open and then you get this money and allows you to reopen yeah but you might you're not necessarily forced to reopen the day you get the money because you're just using that money as a loan at that point
0: okay gotcha gotcha well let me ask you this because you you have this unique thing that you did last year where you took this hiatus or sabbatical, whatever you want to call it, went to Hawaii for a little while, kind of reset, recharge. Um, How has that come into play during all this?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would say this. It has given me complete consciousness, Will. I've been practicing even more so when we saw each other in early March, I believe. Yeah. Um, It's about a month now. I really dove into – Um, honoring this moment that happened as it was really beginning to unfold in March after you left, to realize that, okay, look what you were just gifted. You were just gifted this. You could stay at home and be at peace with yourself, and you have all this time to either work or when you're not working, you could read or you could meditate or you could exercise or sleep and eat. And then I realized as well, and Will, as I'm doing all this in self-improvement, I also am not missing out on anything, Will. It's Friday night, and I'm home at seven thirty, eight o'clock, reading a book on my couch, yeah. or or or, and I, I'm not missing out on anything. So it, I actually embrace this moment as it was unfolding to realize, okay, you just got gifted two months, buddy, of you time, mm. and. Peaceful and quietness when you want it, when you're not working, and you can keep diving into self-improvement. Now, I'm alone. I'm solo, in, yeah. unless my daughter's with me. I don't have a family around me, of, of uh, a partner, and, and kids running around the room. So I, those people won't necessarily have that space that I have. But for me personally, I looked at it as a tremendous opportunity for more self-improvement.
0: Love it, man. Not surprised. Not surprised. Um, You can find positives and silver linings and opportunities in every situation, uh, which is what you do. And, man, so inspiring to talk to you, Drew. Always enjoy it. Uh, I wish more than anything that you could put some of that ice cream on an airplane and send it out here. (laughs) Maybe that'll be your next iteration one day. Because, I mean, I've been talking about that ice cream since I came back. Man, it's just nothing compares. Um, I can't find anything in the store even close. So, um, maybe that just means that I'll have to get back out there, uh, to get some, there you go. There you go, my friend. Well,
1: well, I want to thank you for running this series. I think it's an awesome opportunity for restaurants of every kind to hear other stories. Um, some of the biggest things you learn, um, are through hearing other people or visiting other locations of restaurants and ventures. And it's just another opportunity for someone to hear someone's story. And again, I applaud you for connecting us to the audience and connecting the audience to us. Thank you
0: for that. dude. It's an honor. I mean, it truly is. I've always enjoyed talking to y'all, all um, all of our customers and sharing stories. I love hearing stories. I learn from y'all. I hope people learn from it. I would do it literally nonstop. I've actually got two more today. The good thing is, this is the, you know, for, from the podcast perspective, I got to tell you, um, you know, this is a seize the day thing, certainly for us, because a lot of people have a lot more time right now. So, whereas I typically, because y'all are so busy and have so many things going on most of the time, it's very hard to get people. You know to schedule a time and and commit to that time and and i i respect that and understand that now uh it's become a lot easier so you know we're all kind of sitting around it's been it's been um you know i got two more today i did three yesterday i got i think two or three more tomorrow so uh all of you that are listening just uh keep listening because we're going to keep coming for sure
1: awesome Will, thanks again, man. Thanks to all you at ScheduleFly, the team, and I hope, again, that all your families and you guys remain safe and to the world out there. um, Every day that comes by is one day closer to being outside and around other people, and that day will come.
0: That's right, Drew. Love it, man. All right, brother, anything you need, let me know anytime. Good to talk to you. Will do. Thanks, Will. See you.